tell your old man you'll do some largemouth fishing another time. You just got too much on your plate to bait and cast a line. You can always put a rain check in his hand till you can. Hey everyone, it's Tisa and Katie with Hearts and Hooves, Turquoise and Trauma, and we've been off um, through the busy season of the 4th of July and Independence Day, but we're super excited to be back today, and we have an amazing guest. She's a friend of mine, and she's soon to be a friend of Tisa's, and her name is Crystal Schaff. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Why don't you give us a little uh, biography of yourself? Well, thanks for having me, Katie. Um, like Katie said, my name is Crystal Schaff. I am from Bismarck. I am a salon owner. We actually just opened, expanded a salon about three months ago. So it's something really new. So I haven't had a lot of time to be with my horses lately, unfortunately. But yeah, horses have been a really big part of my life. And I think we're going to go in and talk about some of those things. Exactly. Well, thank you for being on again, Crystal. And this is Tisa here on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, we know horses have helped you through your journey in life. And we just want to start with, when we talk to people, what is your definition of trauma? It changes with a lot of people and it's a, a, a big topic. How can you touch on that? And we'll tie it in with your horse journey. Okay. Um, I Googled this when you gave me this question. <laughs> so Google told me, and I was kind of surprised, but Google told me, um, trauma is defined as an emotional response to a terrible event like an accident, rape, or natural disaster. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Longer-term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, strained relationships, and e even physical symptoms such as nausea and headaches. Um, I knew some trauma was something bad that happened to a person. I didn't realize they define trauma as an emotional response to something that had happened. So it kind of... Um, puts it back on us, you know, and I kind of like that a little because we're the only people we can control. But um, one thing when I was going through counseling with the different traumas that I had in my life, uh, a counselor told me that there was five major traumas that led to major depression, and they were death, divorce or, divorce or separation, change in location, change in income, and a natural disaster. And at one point in my life, I had experienced all four of these within a two-week time frame. Wow. So, yeah. Were horses a part of your life during that, Crystal? No, they were not. This was, um, I was around horses growing up. And this was in my late teens and early 20s when I was out on my own and I did not have a horse during this time. Okay, okay. So tell us a little bit about your journey with horses and kind of how they've worked as um, your communication line, you know, in your life, raising kids and, and other relationships. Okay. Maybe, maybe even how they came back to you after this, mm -hmm. like somehow yes. they were their magic. Okay. So like I said, I had always been around horses. I loved being around them. I love the smell. I love the joy that they brought me. And it wasn't until my early 30s that a really good friend of mine, um, I started going out and working for her and I started leasing a horse and his name was Bart. And I know Katie remembers Bart and um, the University of Mary used him in their PT program for therapy. 
And not only did Bart help me with the traumas I was going through, and I tried different things. Like I lost my dad in a car accident. Two years later, I lost my sister in a car accident, um, separation and divorce, a great change in income, just like all those major things that were going on in my life. And out of everything like I've ever tried to help heal it, the horse was always number one. Um, what else I thought was really neat about it, my niece had ADHD so bad, and I have never seen her be able to be around anything for not just like a short time, but hours on end. It was just really cool how this horse healed, how he healed her, how he healed me. And then, of course, the little boy named Ben, who had cerebral palsy, who came out to ride him once a week through the PT program at the University of Mary. And I know um, Ben now rides with Katie. We had to put Bart down and Ben is out with Katie at TR for Heart and Soul. And Uh, tell us a little bit, Crystal, you know, you talked about how, how Bart was like such a healer. What was the biggest change you felt, you know, when you knew you were kind of making that spiral back up after all those um, big, major traumatic events? Because mm-hmm. you said that after everything that you've tried, <laughs> Bart was the real deal. Mm-hmm. I just, there's, and when you're around horses, and I know you guys, know this yourselves and maybe some people that are listening don't quite understand it if they don't have the opportunity to be around them but as we know horses reflect back what we're feeling and to me that was a huge check-in when you have 1200 pounds reflecting back how you're feeling on the inside and you can't fake it you know you can't fake it with them and it just it allowed me to realized that I wasn't fine and to check where I wasn't fine at and then do the things I needed to do because you don't want to be an emotional wreck when you're working with a 1200 pound animal. You can't. So <laughs> you can't be. <laughs> so you have to really get yourself right if you're going to be around animals. Otherwise, I mean, it can be a dangerous situation for everybody involved. Um, and a lot of that, you know, once you notice that they really reflect what's going on with you, The other thing that you really want to learn when you're around horses is how they communicate and that keeps you safe too. So it's really learning how to read body language. And I felt it helped in my relationships and, you know, with children, with anything that when you really get quiet and learn how to read an animal's body language and communicate with something that doesn't even speak our language you get better at communicating with others because 90% of what we say is through our body language. Um, I know I had said being a hairstylist, a lot of my clients think that I can read their minds and actually I'm reading their body language. So just a really great tool in communication. That's really, that is an excellent point. I haven't heard anyone sum it up like that yet. Yeah. That is, that is incredible about the body language. Yep, the body. You think, I'm such a huge communicator. What's up? Do you think growing up as a child, being around horses just a little maybe gave you the edge or did it take going through the trauma to reach, to, to find out what a horse really had to offer like Bart? Um, when I was raised around horses, there wasn't anything too tame. <laughs> so we, we had to be very careful. Um, I think it took something as sensitive as Bart was like, honestly, him coming into my life was kind of a God thing. I had asked my friend if I could work for her part time. And this horse came in 
and they wanted to have it indoors at this facility, but the couple that came there already had two other horses and it was too expensive. And the person who owned the facility actually lined it all up. And it was like a matter of a day that this all happened. And I always wanted a horse and I'm the type of person where I'm type A, I want to control everything. Like I have my goals. I know how I'm going to do them. I could have never dreamt in a million years how that situation would have played out for me to get this horse. So just like the experience in obtaining the horse and then learning through that. And I also think being a little older and, you know, I was coming into my thirties helped too in learning body language and communicating. Your mind was a little bit more open with the development you mm-hmm. had in life and such. Yeah. So without horses or if Bart hadn't come into your life, what do you think would have happened? Like say with your niece, with the ADHD mm. or yourself or yourself? Um, like I said, I don't really know how to answer that just because it has been such a great thing. My niece does now do therapeutic riding and mine not because she realized how, um, great it worked when she rode the horse that I had here. So yeah, I don't, I don't know where, you know, my life would be if I didn't have them because they have just, they're my calm and my peace and all of that. So we know where your life is now. It's better. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Great. (laughs) For sure. So Crystal, we've never had, um, we've had horse trainers and Mm -hmm. we've had, um, you know, clinicians on the podcast that have Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, how horses have made them a better, certain horses have made them a better trainer, a better clinician, Mm -hmm. but we've never had a salon owner talk about how horses have like really improved their ability to do their job. So mm-hmm. how have horses like benefited your health and relationships? And on a side note, if you could elaborate, you've used Ben, uh, not Ben, you've used Bart a little bit as a, a coach and a mentor for mm-hmm. other um, hairstylists and other professionals in your industry. Can you elaborate on that a little bit and how you really shared that gift? Yeah. Um, well, I do, we did have to put Bart down and I do have another horse who is, um, very loud with her emotions. (laughs) So she works perfectly in it, but yeah, I have, um, I coach in my industry. So we did kind of a pilot program retreat where I brought everybody out to the barn and we like had a whole day of retreat and we used horses in that. And it was really super cool. So, um, just in, releasing energy, releasing the past, forgiveness, um, moving into what you want and just to stand. And you just, and you guys know this cause you've been around it, but if you haven't just to experience that is like incredible just to experience a horse helping a person release emotions is incredible. And so, yeah, I use it in um, my salon. That is the main source I use in teaching people how to do a proper consultation is by reading body language and we can first bring a horse in and I can without speaking to that horse I can show them how I can communicate and get it to do what I want or read what it's wanting just through body language so yeah I use horse analogies all the time in the salon Crystal do you think that that might have even brought your staff closer together because it puts you on a different maybe playing field outside the office, but how it was the retreat setting, but they could see each other interacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There- and it's, yeah. Like, and it, I think it'd be great for like any business to do. Cause it's a great team building exercise 
too. Yep. That is and cool. We did, yeah, goal setting individually, goal setting as a group, um, working through any challenges as a group or individually. And it, like I said, this horse that I have right now, um, she wears her emotions on her sleeve and she's just very loud and dramatic with, with the way she reacts. So she's such a good tool for us. And what's her name? That matter. Murphy. Murphy. Okay. Yeah. Crystal, what were some of the big, and I know a lot of this is personal for the people mm-hmm. you coach, so you certainly don't have to share anything you don't want to, but can you think of any of the biggest aha moments where <laughs> maybe you're, um, the people that you coach and that you brought to the barn, they were like, wow, I, I never mm-hmm. thought coming out to the barn would bring me to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you guys have ever, ever experienced this before, but when you bring people out to a barn that don't get the privilege of doing that. I think that's just a great joy for them to see the horses and look around and they're so beautiful and majestic. So just like being there, I think is huge for so many people because most people don't get that opportunity. Right. Um, one particular incident. And I actually, to be honest with you guys, I almost kind of got a little scared and, and shut it down, but I don't know if you've ever heard of tapping. I've heard of it. Elaborate. I, you know, I don't know much about it either, but you can tap certain pressure points and say Mm -hmm. certain things. And it almost like you can say positive things. And, um, so I didn't get too far into it. I didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but I found it a little interesting. And I knew that, um, the nerve endings in your fingertips are the first thing to get to your brain. I knew that from Lamaze class. (laughs) So, I thought, okay, we always have our hands on us. And so what if we tap our fingertips? Cause that's going to go to our brain first. Um, and then I just had people like think of really positive things about themselves and, you know, that they're worthy and that all this, you know, I just walked them through all this, close your eyes, you know, go through all this. And my horse walked up to somebody who I knew was having a hard time and just having a hard time released. And she just stood in front of her and the lady just started bawling. And it was just, it was amazing to see. Cause I kind of knew the situation and I kind of knew she was having a hard time. And for my horse to pick that up in a group of people was really incredible. That is, that is really a- powerful, really powerful. I've heard instances of that. Every scenario is different when I hear those stories, but I, yeah both Katie and I, we know horses can do that. They, yeah. they mm-hmm. are that sensitive and especially mares. I'm fond of mares and I'm not going to lie about <laughs> that. So uh-huh. that does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Crystal with this, mm-hmm. with this journey, I'm imagining 20 years ago, you had a different purpose and you, you were set out with all these goals. Like you said, you were type a now mm-hmm. it's evolving. What mm-hmm. is your evolving why now that you're a business owner and you're involved with these horses and you see how they're, they're changing your staff and you've helped other people with just one or two horses? Mm-hmm. What's your evolving why now? I think to definitely like do more of that and do more of that with staff or do more of that even within the salon industry. Um, if I could just talk about having like anything I've really ever wanted in life and just to bring it to that and hopefully someday it'll happen but I would love to have um, a place with a retreat center where hairstylists fly in and they get 
because I do a lot of education, they get education, be it cuts, colors, extensions, but Mm -hmm. then also they get like this experience with the horse. That is ingenious. So I think it'd be, yeah. (laughs) So that's like my someday. I think that would be really great just because of, of what it's done for me. And I feel like it's, we can bring it through so many facets of the, the salon world, you know, teaching people how to communicate and just getting people right mentally and emotionally. Cause that's so important. So could so you deal with people every day that yeah, what better way you deal with people every day with your salon business. Um, mm-hmm. Have you had any pushback or resistance when you say like today's a barn day or we're going to the barn, we're going to use the horse as a partner. Are they like, absolutely not. I'm not going out to that smelly place. <laughs> no. And we just did the pilot program once. Um, but I did, um, sorry, my dog's barking in the background. I'm sitting outside. We, I did um, have them fill out forms because I wanted just honest feedback. And I, one of the questions is, what do you want to see more of? And a hundred percent of the answers were the horse. So I think people would like to listen to me talk less and hang out with a horse more. That's awesome. So Crystal, if you yeah. could give any of our listeners a piece of advice that, you know, they really feel like they've hit rock bottom. Like you said, you hit four out of the five um, major traumatic events within a two week period and they have access to horses, but they don't know where to start or they're too scared or they feel like they're not educated. You know, what are their steps to recovery? Um, Through horses. Well, and I do being a hairstylist, I do hear a lot of people's stories and hear a lot of people's situations. And that's the one thing I tell them is, you need to go work with horses. A lot of times I actually tell them that they need to contact you <laughs> and find out um, what programs are available through you. I know, you know, with your TR for heart and soul program, you guys have a lot of different opportunities. Um, you can like, if a friend or something has a horse, you can visit with them. I know that gets a little hard and a little tricky and like the situation has to be safe, you know, for all parties involved. But yeah, I just, I refer people to you, Katie. <laughs> oh gosh, you are, yeah, there's I, a will, there's a way. You are right? too I kind. Just, yeah, yeah, too I kind. do. I refer them out that way. Just because I think on the other side of that too, um, when situations are really that bad and when you talk about trauma and some of those really, really bad things, um, you need some professionals involved, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, Crystal, yeah, thank definitely- you so much. Oh, sorry, Katie. I was going to say, yeah, there's definitely um, boundaries and, and policies that have to take place. But with people like you and Tisa in this world, just trying to make it a better place Mm -hmm. and with horses, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think we can get much better than that. That's what I was going to tell Crystal. Just thanks for being a horse advocate because you get it. And and that's what our, the horses need as well, just as much as the people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Totally. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. Crystal, maybe if um, somebody's ever, A, looking for cut, color, style, extension, and one of the other million um, things that you do, maybe you could give a little shout out to your business one more time so they know how to contact you, or if mm-hmm. they're looking for coaching in the salon world, or maybe even a job down the road. Why don't you share your information? Yeah, so we are located in the Kirkwood Mall in Bismarck. Our number to reach us at the salon is 701-751-2015. Or you can you can check us out, our prices, our work, and even book online at khsthesalon.com. 
And if you are a stylist or anybody wanting coaching or education, there is khstheacademy.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Crystal. And just happy horses, happy riding. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, have a great week, everybody. Yes, you too. Thank you. Yep. Bye.